you may have noticed that we skipped a month. It bounds to happen once a year when we get swamped with so much cool stuff for the channel. Take it away, Matt. That's right. I think over the last 30 days, we've been to three different wrestling promotions, four different shows. Doctor the Wife has been blowing up the internets with 444s dropping like every other day. She's been on, on a mission. You can check her out over there on the Mission Pro Wrestling on a Mission show. Yeah, it's been busy. Promotions, Inspire Pro, Wrestling Association of Waco. You guys have been driving forever. We've been driving forever. That's true. Lots of content, just not the content you wanted. So we're here to give no, you... No, no, no. Stop that right there. It's the content they needed. Welcome back to another episode of the Face Wrestling Video Podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The White. And, and I'm it... sick. Ugh. Sorry, I'm just letting them know that I'm going to sound terrible today, unlike normal. And in episode 31, we're back at the Osaka World Pavilion on February 24th with a reported attendance of 210. It's the second show of the day with this one kicking off at 5 p.m. And for this show, we have a four-way, triple threat, tag match, triple tag match, and two singles match with the main event being for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, and that felt weird to say. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but some good stuff's going to come about it, so we'll get to that when we get to it. We seem to have hit all the match types on this show, though. Uh-huh. They're all covered. Apologies in advance. I was sick when doing these notes, so I hope everything comes out okay. I had to use dictation again, and I caught myself rambling in a few places, but it's okay because Matt's sick for this I'm recording. sick now, yeah. <laughs> Our opening match is a single match between Hazuki and Gorilla. We open up with Hazuki doing her pre-match promo, followed by Gorilla. Matt, give us a rundown. Yeah, Hazuki says, so today I have a singles match against this rookie. It's been a while since I've been in the opening match, but maybe it will bring back some fond memories. Let's see how much I've grown in the difference between me and this rookie. Then we get Saya, who does her little jungle intro. She says, I face Hazuki, the high-speed champion, so this is a big opportunity for me. I want to stand up to her because I myself am now a stardom wrestler. I'll do my best. So is she like official with her tracksuit now and everything? I haven't seen her in her tracksuit. I mean, she's not in a tracksuit later, but I'm assuming yes. I think it's fair to say by this point, this is her like her first official, like right. as a full-time. Yeah. Also, post a link because we're official stardom star track star suit stardom track suit owners now right yep that's right you can check us out i'll put a little thing up in the top right corner where you can see we did the unboxing we have the original stardom track suit for b Priestley. yeah we kick off straight away with old ref getting us underway collar elbow lock up between hazuki and gorilla for a chance to let gorilla display some of her strength boy she gets good at this later on too gorilla tries for a scoop slam but hazuki easily reverses it hazuki gets gorilla in the osaka crab and i really like how she's setting it up and having Gorilla be upside down for a minute. Yeah. After Gorilla makes the rose for the break, Hazuki gets in some taunting kicks and works the crowd. After being worked over for a little bit, Gorilla starts to get a comeback and gets in some good offense. Nice whip to the corner, followed by a good drop kick. And then she finally hits her scoop slam in the middle of the ring, but it only gets a two count. Trading elbows between the ladies, and Hazuki gets the upper hand by running in with a drop kick to the face. She follows it up with a good-looking back slam. Damn good-looking DDT from Hazuki to the Gorilla. I was caught up mostly in this match by the fact that in modern day, we don't get to see Hazuki be kind of like torturing rookies and stuff, you know? Because she's super over and super faced. She's had a change of heart. Yeah. So it was just nice to be able to watch her go back to her taunting, beating up rookies just because ways. So I, I was just kind of caught up in that. But Gorilla gets the best of Hazuki by getting her in a roll-up for a couple of two counts. She goes for that weird gorilla pin that she always does, but doesn't seem to do the trick either. Nah. So Hazuki just gets in the middle of the ring with a boot to the face with her. And while still in the middle of the ring, Gorilla taps out from the cross face at 612. Yep. He's an opener that let Hazuki get a quick win over Gorilla, who is still coming into her own. She hasn't figured it out yet, but her gimmick is going to be just muscle from here on out in the short future. 
Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was a way to get Saya some reps, get her out there with somebody who knows what they're doing. And like I said, just fun to watch. Doctor, my wife. I thought it was a good match. It was actually, to me, it seemed a little quick, but it was it was pretty solid. Starting, I mean, like I said I before, I, I'm enjoying Saya a lot more the more I see her. Up next is the fatal four-way match between Natsuko, Alex Gracia, Sumi Sakai, and Jamie Hayter. Speaking of Jamie Hayter, she recently became the AEW's Women's Champion. Good for her. We'd splice in a recent picture, but Don Stevens already shut that down for us a few episodes back. <laughs> so you forgot the fifth opponent in this match. Go on. My brain, because they just destroyed me with these promos here. Oh, this is, I have a note about that here in a second, yeah. but go ahead. So we shoot over to Jamie. I love Jamie's promos, but she just kind of rambles. I think her promo was the longest notes I've had to take in a while. She says, this is the last day we'll, well, last show in Osaka for now. And I'm feeling very sad and also very, very tired today. I haven't really slept that much. Just had so much going on, but, uh, and I can say that, uh, my last match in stardom for now is a four-way against a pink Baka and Akabaka. And an Obi-san, I think is what she said on the last part. Yeah. Not to be confused with an Obi-Wan. And I think it's pretty easy. I mean, I'm the biggest one out of all of them. The youngest one, I think, out of all of them. So this is going to be no sweat for Jamie Hayter and her last match. And you know, if I don't win, I'll just take a nap halfway through the match. Someone else can take the win. I don't really want to take all the glory from everyone else. Let's just see how it goes. I'm absolutely fine. I'm chilling. And yeah, I forgot what I was going to say because I haven't really slept. Multiple finger guns to the camera. See you out there, kids. So it was Jamie that pointed out that somebody was Obi-Wan. Uh, I think she said Obi-San, but I'm not sure. But not to be confused with Obi-Wan? I said that. Oh, okay. That was a mean. No, no, that's done. good because I, who was she referring to? I, I do believe that that's Sumi. Okay. What I'm going to do here is post up a picture of Obi-Wan Sumi. And see if the Renegade twins can figure out who this is. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> we shoot over to Alex's locker room. Who says, so this is my last match of my first stardom tour. And looking back at that first matchup until now, I've been getting polished and shined this entire time. I mean, I'm going in a fatal four-way against three of the best. And this match right now is seriously what pink dreams are made of. So I'm ready to go out there and sparkle and shine. And then we shoot over to Sumi, who says... Tonight, I will wrestle Jaffa Cake, Red Hair, and... <laughs> and then there were just words. I, I don't know what the end of this promo was at all. Then we shoot over to Natsuko, who does her Jan intro. Then she says, it's the nighttime show here in Os Osaka. Osaka. I'm going to do it four different ways. Take three. And this is a four-way. A four-way, just like the daytime show, but I'm glad to face Sumi in this one. It'll be fun, and I think I'll learn a lot here. I want to show more than the others here and be the one smiling in the end. I'll do it. Jamie mentions that this is her last show for a little bit, like you said, Matt. Her last match for this tour. She'll pop up again for a one-off in April and then for another good run in July. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some more. Jamie's if I had to guess, future. we're looking at visa requirements here. And I still can't get over her look being changed so drastically between here and AEW. Yeah, I, I see her on AEW sometimes and I'm just like, who's that? Also, this has to be the first time we've had more English than Japanese promos. Yeah. For, te for a match. Te technically. <laughs> Old Ref making up for lost time as he's in this match to start off this fatal four-way. And it wouldn't be a Jamie match if she didn't spend the first minute or so working the crowd like a pro. We got the cool Jamie song is back. Jamie was really happy to get streamers. Did you notice that? She oh, yeah. jumping up and down. She's worked hard for him. And then Alex got streamers and she tried to steal them. <laughs> they had to remind her that the wrestlers don't get to take the streamers. Somebody else is going to come and take them. Old Ref actually looks like he's doing his best to hold in his laughter during this point. Is he's telling her to shut up. Yeah, he keeps trying to announce the rules to the participants. Every time he does, she turns to the crowd and yells, Jamie! But there was a guy that was uh, sitting out there going, and, and it was weird because all throughout the whole show, it was the same guy. Jamie! Yeah. And it, it was a different version of the way he would yell it. Uh, that's who That's who we humbly like to refer to as Mayu guy, I yeah. think. Yeah! Well, I, Mayu I, guy has Mayu. evolved. Yeah. No, it was great crowd work. And then she immediately did what she said she was going to do and left to take a nap. We start with an attempted four-way handshake as Jamie dumps outside the ring. As the bell rings, Jamie is on the outside taking a stretching break. Uh-huh. 
three-way test of strength between Alex, Natsuko, and Sumi, and then we cut to a strange camera angle of Jamie's running around the entire arena. She ran the stairs for some reason. <laughs> yeah, apparently she came from upstairs to come in and climb no, 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 Alex. No, yeah, if you watch, she started off down at the ring, ran up the stairs. I guess she's trying to wake herself up, maybe. And then ran back down the stairs to attack Alex from behind. The ring clears out a little bit, and she starts going to town on Natsuko and doesn't forget to take a break to taunt. Nice shoulder tackle from Natsuko to Jamie in the middle of the ring, and then Natsuko sets up Jamie in the corner for the other two ladies to come in and get a running start on her. It's Sumi's turn with Jamie, and a couple of slaps back and forth leads Jamie to do that snap suplex in the corner turnbuckle, which is looking better and better. Yeah, well, and I also, I really like that corner stack spot, because they initially tried to hit Jamie, like did the charge, like the stinger splash almost, onto Jamie, who moved out of the way, taunted them to do it a second time, and then taunted them to do it a third time. I don't think I've ever seen it done that way before. Alex comes in with a decent-looking Hurricanrana, and that's enough to dump Jamie out of the ring for just a minute and let Alex, Sumi, and Natsuko go at it for a little bit. Stiff-looking elbow from Sumi to Alex in the robes, and with Alex down for just a minute, Natsuko comes in and gets a nice spine buster in. But as Sumi is running the ropes, Jamie is up on the ring apron to stop her and come in herself. Bit of chaos in the ring, but it's not enough to stop Alex from coming in with a shiny wizard to Jamie. Very shiny on this one, too. Natsuko clears out Sumi and Alex with the double spear, but Alex returns the favor with a backbreaker to Natsuko. It only gets a two, but a rolling shoulder drop from Natsuko to Alex, followed by Natsuko coming off the top rope with the frog splash, is enough for her to get the three in 534. Did you notice at the end of the match, Natsuko was happy and got a handshake from Sumi, and there was a nice little moment there? Yeah. And then on the outside, you see Odeotai casually headed towards the back, and Sumi jumps in ranks with them, pretending to be a member of Odeotai. <laughs> so they have to take off running away from her, and she just continues chasing them. Great little fun stuff. Good match. I was a fan of this one. It was clunky and points, but I think everybody did a good job of keeping the match going and keeping it entertaining. Well, wife, this is it. Time to say goodbye to your fellow Aggie. Jamie does come back later, but for now, this is Alex's oh. last match in start. From here, she'll make her way through Rise, Shimmer, and her home territory of Texas with Reality of Wrestling. Of course, over the last couple of years with things going on, her schedule would be all over the place. She even makes a couple of stops over here at Mission Pro Wrestling in Texas. She did participate in some of the first AEW Dark and Dark Evelations. I know what I said. And even a couple of pop-ups for the NWA early on back in the power days. Uh -huh. But for now, she can be found between UWN out in California and CMLL in Mexico. She's really come a long way from her time in stardom to now. And stardom was her second year as a wrestler overall. So she's still relatively young, both in age and as a wrestler. For Jamie and Alex to be on their way out for a little bit, they sure did look good doing it. And I appreciate that, because when and if someone does come back after a break, they don't look like a chump. But hopefully we'll see her make her way back over there one day. Yeah, it'd be nice. We've met her before. Very nice, and she's definitely has it on her list that she wants to go back to stardom someday. It's a triple threat match between Starlight Kid, Leo, and Jungle. Speaking of Jungle, did you know that we got to go four for four with her here in Texas? That's right. Face for Wrestling got to help bring Jungle Kiona to Texas these last couple of months with Inspire AD in Austin, Texas. Did you also know that we do other four for fours? Catch up on them. You should be seeing a card at the top of the right screen now. And get the answers from the wrestlers you didn't know you asked the questions for. Mostly with Dr. The Wife, though, because she's way better at it than I am. Yeah, no, this is two of those four shows that I mentioned that we went to at the beginning of the show were both jungle shows, and it was really awesome to be able to see her work live and in person. And if you ever get the chance, you should definitely go see jungle work live and in person. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yep. We shoot to the back where we get Leo's Jan intro, who then says, So a change to the card has made this a three-way. Now, jungle is one of my opponents. I haven't fought her much, so I'm looking forward to this. On the daytime show earlier, I think I learned a lot in that four-way. I hope I win tonight. I'll do my best. Starlight says, It's the nighttime show here in Osaka. I was supposed to team with Saki, but now I face Leo and Jungle. Saki is out with a shoulder injury, and that makes me sad. Then she pretends to be sad. Now I'm facing two members of Jan, and the only one from Stars. Three ways are difficult, but I'll do my best. We then shoot over to Jungle, who shows up a very spiffy Jungle Assault Nation towel while doing her intro. And it says, today was a tag match, but Saki is injured, so it's a three-way with Leo and Kid. It seems that Kid is all alone. 
So Leo and I will work together and give Jan the win. Let's go, Jungle Jungle. Kid says this match was supposed to include Saki. Damn you, Saki. But she's out with a shoulder injury. I bet she is. Just in you the back out there on, You can't pick on like somebody that. who's injured. We kick off with middle-aged ref directing everybody to do handshakes. And Leo slaps the hand out of Jungle to start off into elbows in the corner. She calls Kid over to get some assistance, but Jungle quickly overpowers the two and throws them into opposite corners. They get out of the way of a running Jungle, and there's a short bit of Jungle just trying to keep up with the two kids running around her. And to be fair, Leo and Kid are pretty quick. But Leo tries to sneak in a pin before Kid can figure out what's going on, and the two start going at it. Jungle comes in to help Leo out a bit, but the same problem arises when Jungle tries to get the pin first. With Kid knocked down in the corner, it's between Jungle and Leo right now. Nice looking cutter from Leo to Jungle in the middle of the ring as she's coming off the ropes. It was really good. Kid comes running back in to knock Leo out for a second and gets the 8166 onto Jungle as she's laying in the ropes. Do you notice she did it over, like usually it's on the lower ropes. She actually did this one on the top set of ropes. Yeah, it looked better. Yeah. Jungle comes out of a suplex attempt and just jaw jacks Kid with an elbow to the face. Easy body slam from Jungle to Kid in the corner as Jungle is going up to the second rope now. But Kid dodges and misses a body splash. As Jungle is getting up from that and to her knees, Leo comes right across the ring and uses her as a step stool to splash Kid in the corner. That was nice. And then comes out with a cutter to Kid in her very interesting roll-up. This whole series. Did, yeah. Thumbs up. Kid and Leo make the mistake of trying to suplex Jungle, and she double suplexes them both in return. And then just starts woman handling them with the power slams and elbows. She stacks them up on top of Leo in the middle of the ring and sets them up for a double Osaka crab. Yeah. And to Jungle's credit, she's laying this one in. Somehow Leo and Kid make it to the ropes. At this point, I'd kind of wonder if Kid made it to the ropes and Leo didn't, how would the ref call this one? Just let go of the one person, maybe? Maybe. Kid dumps to the outside and it's just Jungle and Leo. And Jungle gets Leo in the sharpshooter for the submission in 450. I like this match, although I'm not sure what got this on the card, the Leo and the Jungle part. But everyone did really good. It was all right. I thought it was a good match to kind of uh, re-showcase Leo because this is the first time we've seen her back. So it gave, gave her a chance to get in the swing of things. And considering they had to make a last-minute change because Saki's out with an injury, I, I thought it was pretty good. Couldn't really say much about it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I like Leo right now. I just have to see more. It was a match. <laughs> Okay. Fair enough. Sometimes a match is just a match. It's a match. It's our tag match of the night, and this is probably one of the most underrated stories in all of wrestling. It's the saga of Arissa and Tam. And much like Sting and Luger, we're really only left with what could have been. But they take on Bobby and Hana in this match. So I think we got the most coherent, makes sense promo from the future TCS of that's, all time. That's not saying that it was clear and coherent that's just saying right. that's closest it's gonna get <laughs> right because bobby's first words are nothing not that she didn't say anything she literally just said the word nothing and hana yawns and says crazy and bobby says maybe and then hana almost falls down so bobby tries to catch her and hana says maybe crazy as bobby tries to steady her and then bobby says maybe sleep and hana says yeah and Bobby says, yeah, okay, and carries her off. Like you said, the most coherent of their promos, still weird. We shoot over to Arissa, who says, well, we're at the nighttime show, and Tam and I are happy to team together. And if you couldn't tell that Tam was not happy by the look on her face, she quickly says, absolutely not. Arissa says, yes, you are. Tam says, you and I were the last two left in the elimination match, and then you eliminated yourself and abandoned me. We get a clip of that. I think this is the first time we've seen a helpful subtitle people give us a clip of what was going on. But we get a clip of Arissa eliminated herself from the elimination match, which you can watch on our link here. And Arissa says, I'm sorry. And Tam says, you didn't combine our strength. And Arissa says, we will. I got a little carried away. We've been on the same team before. I'd like to do it more often. At this point, Tam just walks away. She's done. And Arissa says, we'll do our best. Yay. The only question we didn't get answered is, what's up with those chickens that Arissa throws out to the crowd every time? I want one of those chickens. I want one of them chickens, too. We did get a nice little moment where Tam still clearly refusing Arissa's friendship and shakes her off the rope as they're doing the co-poses. I like poses that. by herself. Yeah, it's the little things. 
Middle-aged ref is out again to start us off between Arissa and Bobby, but the crowd is firmly in Hana's corner for the starting of this match. Yeah, so Arissa really wanted to fight Hana. The crowd really wanted Hana to fight Arissa, so Hana forces the crowd to chant her name. They do that for a moment before turning on her and cheering for Arissa, which causes Tam to start trying to get the crowd to turn on her and cheer for Tam, and it's just... An amazing little visual of everybody. And I want to give a quick shout out to the camera people over at Stardom. They did really good on focusing on Tam for that. Yeah, yeah. It was good. And I want to point out too, I forgot to mention it when they were first coming out. The chemistry between Bobby and Hana has grown so much over yeah. this short bit of time. Yeah. I big fan of that tag team. And it's a nice contrast to the doesn't want to be friends, Tam and Arissa, mm-hmm. that you can clearly see that Bobby and Hana are just having fun out there together. Really smart match setup for this one. You can see Tam just standing in the corner, not caring at all when this match is getting underway officially. Yeah. She's just kind of leaning against the post the whole time. Arissa tries to do a test of strength with Hana, but Hana quickly turns it around into a foot in the face contest. Never do that with Arissa. Tam does come in for a short second to help Arissa. They do a double team stomp to knock down Hana. Then they do a tandem leg drop on top of her as well. Yeah, if Tam reluctantly agrees to a double team, like she did not want to be in there. But Tam has had enough and goes to the outside corner to wait for attacking properly. And as Arissa is starting to get the upper hand on Hana, Bobby holds her to the ropes and Hana gets a good boot in. And is straight to the outside with Hana and Arissa. While they're on the outside, Hana picks up her chains that she came to the ring with and just starts choking Arissa like she would drag her around a little bit also. Did you notice on the other side that Bobby was choking Tam with the ribbons? Yeah. Don't have chains? Use ribbons. Not quite as effective, but I get the intent. Middle-aged ref is trying to keep everything under control, but he is failing miserably. And I was wondering if Tam was actually getting involved on the outside, but Bobby took care of that for me by making sure that she was dragged into the mess. Yeah. Back in the ring, finally, and we get a double drop toe hole from Bobby and Hana to Arissa, and then we go for the double team bow and arrow. It doesn't last long as Bobby seems to give out pretty quick on it, and she was doing so well. I think this, this is the best. This is the best one they've done so far. I know, but but and I think I figured out what the problem was during this one. It's the difference in the length of their legs. It's got to be. Yeah. Scoop slam from Hana to Arissa in the middle of the ring with a taunting two count with fuzzy boots to the face. As middle aged ref is trying to five count Hana off using the robes. Hana just spits in his face. Arissa does manage to get a little bit of a comeback long enough to get Tam in for a tag. And she does get a little bit of decent offense in. But Hana is quick to stop it and Bobby gets in some assistance as well. They mess up by trying to do the same trick twice and Tam is quick to grab Hana and Bobby in the DDT and reverse DDT. This has to have a name. I wish it did. I'm tired of calling it that. But it's really awesome looking. The Tamdom DDT. The Tandem Drop. The Tamdom Drop. Tamdom. Email Tam now. It'll go straight to spam. <laughs> straight to Tam. <laughs> I'm trying too hard to make that work now. But this is a really good spot. Tam waits for Arissa to come in to assist with Hana. And as she's coming in, Tam drop holes her on the top of Hana for the body assistance, I guess. Yeah. But it's not enough for Tam to win the match. Well, you, you forgot too. After she drop toe holds her on top of her, she then jumps on top of Arissa, stomping the two of them. Yeah, Hana is quickly up and grabs Tam in the torque wrench, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not the torque wrench. It's where we see she has her legs around her neck for choking and ripping her arm out the back, I guess. And it looks absolutely painful as Hana is just pulling away at that arm. Vertical suplex attempt from Hana to Tam, and Tam manages to wiggle her way out of it and go back and forth a little bit. But Hana finally gets in the suplex and calls in Bobby for some assistance. Struggling from Tam to get in the German suplex onto Bobby, Bobby manages to get a boot to the chest on Tam after grabbing her arm. She only gets a two count following that and quickly gets her up for some elbow strikes while she's in the ropes. But Tam is able to come to her senses and landing across kicks to the head on Bobby to knock her down. Arissa's tagged back in and immediately puts her knee into Bobby's head. Well, she put Bobby's head into her knee. I'm going to definitely have this on screen while I'm calling this because I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Followed by a jumpy punch to the chest. That was the weirdest one, too. (laughs) It almost looked like she was going for a five-knuckle shuffle, but then didn't. It was a weird spot, but like a good spot. I'm not really sure what's going on here, what Arissa had going on, but for what it was, it was executed perfectly. It really looked like she was planning on doing something else. And then when she got in the air, was like, I'll just punch her on my way down. As Arissa's running off the ropes to try to do some more damage to Bobby, 
Hana comes in for a running, jumping dropkick, and it sets Arissa up for Bobby's rope jumping bouncy thingy. This is the definitely by far the best one she's done so far of the hanging Nestia. Things take a turn for the worse for Arissa as Bobby and Hana now just start taking turns on beating her up. Bobby tries to go for a pen while Hana is attempting to hold Tam back. Tam does manage to break it up at two, but is quickly thrown out of the ring for her troubles. And then it's straight back to beating up on Arissa by Hana and Bobby. Flying crossbody from the top to Bobby and Hana from Tam out of nowhere. It's enough to distract Hana for a little bit and let Arissa try to take care of some business with Bobby. And then we get about 30 seconds of chaos between Bobby and Arissa. But Tam comes in so that Arissa can get the boot and Tam can get the knees in stereo. Stutter kick to Bobby in the middle of the ring and that's enough for the three in 9.33. I really like this one. We also, at the end, we have Arissa goes for a fist bump to Tam to celebrate. Tam refuses and punches her in the stomach. Yeah, that was weird. And then tries to give Arissa a fist bump. And fist bump, Arissa happily goes for it. And Tam just walks away and refuses to do it. It's a great little moment. I liked everything about this match. Both sides of the table. Good match. Great times. Watch this match. Yeah, it really picked up after the previous match so it was a good one to watch everything about this Arissa and tam feud is perfect enough still upset that we can't get the finish of it yeah this went for another year without stealing from any of the main arcs but tam is doing amazing things and i hope Arissa's is doing well too this match was kind of a backdrop to their feud and they picked up the right wrestlers for it both hana and bobby are on a rocket ship to the moon with these fans the story of Arissa and tam is taking center stage during this match as well and it isn't going to take anything away from that rise of hana and bobby Totally did not take a day-long break. <laughs> no breaks. Never sleep. For the triple tag match, we have QQ of Azumi, Momo, and Utami taking on Oidotai, Kigitsu, Miyagi, and Natsu. Join me now. Natsu. Hey, she's back. And back in the present, too. Yeah, you should definitely check out her nomads, right? Yeah, but she's actually back in stardom right now. Oh, that's right. Yep, she's been back a week and a half now. So yeah, we shoot back to the QQ locker room where Momo says it's the Osaka night show and we face Oedotai. All of us will be fighting X for the very first time. Let's destroy Oedotai today. Let's go. And this time, not only does she not allow Utami to talk, she also does not allow Azumi to talk. Does she just interrupt them? No, she just doesn't ever give them the microphone. She takes all the <laughs> she takes all the spotlight. We then shoot over to Odeotai for the awkward backstage segment of the night where they just awkwardly don't say anything and pretend like they're about to say something, but then don't and then kind of nod at the camera and then that's it. That's well, the they did say something because the person who was writing the translations wrote dot 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 dot. Oh no, they didn't say anything. <laughs> They said nothing, and that was how it started. Before the match started, we get Natsu continuing her war on the streamers. I don't know if you noticed this part. And then at one point, Saya slid in to pull the streamers out like she normally does. And so Natsu kicked her in the back. <laughs> Middle-aged ref obviously couldn't be trusted with this match over him letting things go in the last two. So it's up to older after this one as he starts us off with Kegetsu and Azumi. Yeah, a really quick start to this one. A good back and forth ace kick gets who shows that she's the veteran of the two. Lots of counters, knockdowns, and high-speed displays. But Azumi does manage to get Kegetsu tied up in a series of back and forth roll-ups, followed by a nice-looking kip-up. But just as Azumi's starting to take advantage of it, Natsu comes in on the other side to stop her by pulling her feet off on the apron. This lets Kegetsu get the upper hand while Oedotai clears house on the other side of the ring. As Miyagi is coming in, Natsu has an old ref tied up, and Kegetsu gets in a helping hand. But that doesn't take away from Miyagi, though, but she gets in a nice-looking running bulldog from the corner to Azumi. She's kind of all over the place in this one, but she's got some strength to her, too. Yeah, I could have used it a little bit more domination, but I'm not mad at it. I like how old ref comes over and shows Kegetsu how to use the tag rope. Yeah. And I can't really tell what's going being said right now. But it's very clear that Natsu is taunting Azumi, and the crowd is definitely into it. Natsu starts giving boots to Azumi in the corner with Oidotai coming in to help right after Azumi gives a nice little slap to the face to Natsu. There's a good triple drop kick, too. We go with a bit of complex wrestling in this match, but while Old Ref is distracted yet again, we get the return of the washing machine. And Azumi sneakily gets a roll-up out of it, too. This was clever. I, I liked it. I'm glad somebody did it. And it's smart that it's Azumi because she's been feuding with Natsu for a while now, so she's learning. Momo was finally tagged in as she puts on a kicking display to start us off. 
It's weird because as Kagetsu comes in to start breaking things up, Utami's quick to come in and assist Momo. Where was all this help for Izumi, though? Because they just let her go in the first part. Oh, yeah, she was just getting her butt kicked. A missed punch to the face, and Natsu was quick to put in a reverse headlock, allowing Oidotai to get in a few digs. And the Battle of the Big Ladies officially starts when Miyagi comes in to take on Utami. But Miyagi proves to be the better of the two with a nice-looking jump-over cutter. And then she tries for a flip off the top and misses Utami. It goes into another strong back-and-forth between the two, and Utami is laying in some thick arm drags into Miyagi. Utami gets Miyagi up into the torture rack, but she wiggles her way out of it and puts her down on the mat with the dropkick. I think we've seen people not submit to the torture rack before, but I think this is the first time we've seen somebody actually get out of, get it. Out of it. And I think this is the first time in stardom and in WCW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Azumi managed to get back in the match, but when she comes in, it's with a real quick roll-up. That one and a few other attempts, along with some drop kicks, gets her in control until she tries to suplex Miyagi. Azumi tries for her Karana, but Miyagi just catches her and stops her. No bother. Azumi manages to execute another one, and this time it lands into cross arm bar number 12 in the middle of the ring. But just as the arm bar is applied, Oidotai come in and start running havoc on Azumi. And they really take it to her, too. The chaos gets a little cleared up, and it's time for QQ to get their moves in. But somehow Miyagi manages to kick out at two. And then we get another beautiful spinning armbar number eight in the middle of the ring from Azumi to Miyagi. Just as Miyagi is about to tap out, chaos starts coming into the ring once again. And just when you think it's all cleared up, Azumi goes to the top rope to be met by Kagetsu. Miyagi takes advantage of it and powers bomb Azumi into the middle of the ring, but it's not enough for the three. In response, she lays in a tombstone onto Azumi, and that gets the three in 1118. Yeah, I think this is the first tombstone I've ever seen, though, where somehow the opponent lands on their back. Super neat looking, super safe looking. I'm a fan. This match was pretty good. It showcased Miyagi and made her look dominant. Like I said, I could have used with a little more domination, maybe a little bit more of a tease of building up something between Usami and Miyagi. But all in all, not a bad little triple threat. They just seem to want to beat the hell out of Azumi in this one for some reason. Miyagi was pretty interesting to watch. I, I kept thinking I want to I want to enjoy it, but I just need to see more. So yeah. hopefully she'll grow on me. So I'll keep an eye out. But everyone else is expected. It was it was a great match to watch uh, them go back and forth and up, down, side to side, and everywhere else. I think this match was more about Azumi than it was anyone else. I know the big thing is Miyagi and Utami on their own pass, but this was a good display for Azumi on her own. Other than that, this was kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's a, it's a typical three-on-three. Yeah, three. Yeah. For our main event, we have a Ring of Honor Women's Title Defense, the Women of Honor Championship. It's Konami challenging Mayu for that very championship. So we shoot over to Konami who says, It's the Osaka Night Show and I have a chance at the Women of Honor World Title. I've been waiting for a title opportunity and now I get to face Mayu. I'm going to attack, attack, attack with my submission skills. In the end, I'll be the winner. My Triangle Lancer's winning percentage is 100%. We then shoot over to Mayu who says, Well, the Osaka Nighttime Show is finally here. Today is a WOH title defense, which I didn't expect in Japan, but I'm so happy at the same time. I'm nervous because Konami is deadly with her submissions. I have to be careful because I know she is coming after the belt any way possible. I will protect this belt at all costs and return to the ROH ring. See you out there. I like this, but do you remember a couple episodes ago where they had the big tag match for the titles and like they showed them getting ready backstage and stuff? Yeah. I felt like this match could have used with one of those. Eh. I, I just, it felt like a big deal and like doing the same promos as the other people on the card. I just felt like it could have used that next level for a big title match. I'm with you, but this is not a native title here. I got you, but it's, I, I feel like you're going to have a lot of people watching this match that don't normally watch stardom give them a little spectacle you know what i mean stellar mayu promo as she had to restart it real quick at the beginning <laughs> totally not upset as we have to slip out totally not upset as we edit out our slips yeah i don't know about you but i sure would like to know more about the backstory on what actually made this a thing as far as like mayu having the championship and how it got in japan and all that other well yeah stuff. and even she said like she wasn't expecting to defend it in japan so something obviously happened I don't know. 
and normally I'm not a fan of other titles being defended outside of a, its native company, right. but with how quick this was and the whole scope of things made it okay. Because not to give away the upcoming episodes, but we won't see this title much longer. Well, and there was a brief window there where it looked like the Stardom Ring of Honor cohabitation was going to be bigger and more. Maybe that's what this was, was yeah. more of a test run. Yeah, it felt like it was going to be bigger and then nothing really came from it. But that's hindsight. Like, we didn't know this at the time. Now, I really do appreciate, even though this title was brought into a stardom show, it was uh, not put above the red belt. Well, and I like two other things, too, from Mayu here. If you notice on her entrance mask that she likes to wear, she got the WOH across it, and then she's got the shiny red and white gear that kind of fits more of a Ring of Honor theme than her stardom stuff, which this is one of my favorite gears by her. And it doesn't hurt that when we watch this, we're getting nearer and nearer to Christmas time, mm -hmm. giving us a new Mayu to add to the collection. So we an action figure. We've had Devil Mayu. We've had Viking Mayu. Now we've got red and white holiday <laughs> Mayu. So as the ladies are making their way out, I can't help but notice that we have a new ref here in stardom. That was a very, very... Out of place ref. Yes. I, I know this guy is a staple in Ring of Honor. He had to be the biggest thumb ever. But I've long been a fan of refs not stealing the spotlight, and this is pushing it just a bit for me. I don't know about that, but he did pretty well to steal the spotlight with his counting. I know we... Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. <laughs> We got I, I know we point out the normal refs here, but it's mostly to appreciate the other stuff that normally doesn't get noticed by the audience. I also appreciate that Stardom camera crew, boy, they tried their best to keep them out of frame, so to speak. So before you continue, in honor of the new ref, he needs a name. Honor ref. Honor ref. Well, you can tell this is going to be a barn burner as the ladies are working their way through the gears early on. Honor ref tries to call for a rope break, but race car ref must be suing for gimmick infringement here. This guy sounds like a crotch rocket when he counts. There was the awkward when they do the photo opportunity before a title match where he's standing there and he just doesn't quite, it didn't seem like he was sure about whether or not he was supposed to be there, which I'm not necessarily putting that all on him. They could have maybe given him clearer instructions. There was obviously a miscommunication between the two parties. Or, as I'd like to believe, Japanese Jack Tony said no. Jeez. Go away. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, like, there's some good offense early. Mayu's knee into the face. She's doing a lot of kicks. She's playing a bit cocky. Like, she's almost the heel in this match. <laughs> but this is, not... this is not me with my normal pointing out of evil Mayu. Foreshadowing. Yeah, I just felt like she was playing it a little evil and therefore allowing Konami to kind of have the underdog thing, which I kind of like. Because as I said before, you have a lot of eyes on the product right now from Ring of Honor that possibly haven't watched stardom before so you're not only putting over mayu but you're giving them a chance to show what konami can do as well stiff kicks to mayu from konami but mayu quickly returns with a flying drop kick yeah snapmare to konami and what appears to be a receipt or five to konami in the bag from mayu's cross kicks with a vicious smile that was evil <laughs> she was like she was like hey i got you she was being a little <laughs> they bit were friendly kicks uh -huh. they were friendly if kicks. that's my friend Sweet not anymore <laughs> kisses man konami sold those like death too well that's because she was getting kicked in her spine but they're friends, they're friends. but they're friends, Mayu's friends okay. with everybody <laughs> uh, the golden child i say that and then turn around and write in my nose good god my you killed konami <laughs> <laughs> did you see that running knee to konami in the corner yeah i might note my you need the face she need through her face though then she follows up with one to the head while she's laying in the ropes yeah. Osaka Crab and Honor Ref breaks it up for the ropes. Konami is finally able to find some success, and she goes for the angle lock. Yep. Angle lock, you say. <laughs> Foreshadowing? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. More to follow on the channel. Konami kicks Mayu's leg that's twisted up in the ropes, and only Mayu can take a flop like death on that to the outside. Yeah. She makes her way back inside the ring, and Konami is still in full control. It was a little weird here. We watched a lot of starter matches at this point. Doctor the Wife, you've watched a few as well, right? Yep. We've always pointed out that as soon as the match goes outside, the refs kind of like, "Hey guys, get back inside. Hey guys, come on." Not hey. this one. Not this no. one. And the second Mayu was through the ropes, one, two, one. 
three. He, had, he was like he was weird. He, he had was several not speeds on his counting, yeah. and and the veracity of the counting and the yeah. how loud he was. I mean, you could yeah. hear him through the whole stadium. It it makes me wonder if they're if they're using maybe some Ring of Honor rules because you know they have that whole honor code and stuff over there. Well, no, they kind of had to modify all that because even in Ring of Honor back in the states, they only count to ten. But over here, he's he counting to 20. twenty. Right, but I'm just saying though, maybe that's why they weren't giving them any leeway for going outside the match or anything immediately because like i said it was an immediate start to the count well we get a long single leg osaka crab for konami but mayu does find the ropes and konami breaks before honor ref can count that one thank you mayu is selling like death here and it's not like one of those Shawn michaels i'm a tree sells i like that you pointed out that she's selling here because that's my next note too i love that in the first half of the match mayu's just kicking kicking knees to the face kick 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 and then Konami's like, nah, and shuts the knee down. And then Mayu is able to actually sell the knee. They've already told a story, and we're not even that far into the match yet. Mayu misses with a couple of spinning kicks that were aimed at Konami's head, and Konami just drops down for leg bar number five. Mayu tries to escape it, but Konami shows everyone that she has it mastered to keep it on. There's a really good spot during this leg bar, too, to where you can see concern on Tam and uh, Arissa at ringside. And I know we've pointed out this before, but it makes me love the fact that they have the fellow faction members outside doing their seconding. Yeah. It just adds to the drama that they're building up in the ring. Yeah. Konami misses a baseball slide, leg to the face on Mayu, and thank goodness she did. Mayu's head was about to get removed on that one. Mm. She quickly returns the favor with a curb stomp to the face. Konami just flops to the outside, and this gives Mayu a chance to get the sky attack in. <laughs> I think this is the first one because Konami did get her in a, a leg bar number eight off the top rope. Yeah, it was really good. Off the top, Konami connects with a missile dropkick to Mayu, but only gets a two to follow up. Is Honor Ref the only American ref that we know that counts the pin out loud? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I actually have in my note right here, Ref is trying so hard. That's just the only note I have. And what's he trying hard at? Like, just to make sure everybody knows that account's happening, I think, is I what think I was going for I, there. I'm with wow. you, Matt, because he's trying to make everybody know that he's the referee here. He's the authority. Respect my authority. <laughs> new, new Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Snap suplex to buy you for Konami and leg bar number 42. But Mayu finds a way to schoolgirl a pin attempt out of it for a two. Mm-hmm. German suplex from Mayu to Konami in the ring. 10 on 10 here. Killer running dropkick to Konami's chest while she's in the ropes. She falls outside and then Mayu tries to fly again. This time connecting after getting all the air here. Not only did she get all the air, she got all of Utami. She wiped Utami out. Yeah. I think her hip caught her right in the face. Yeah. And then we get a wild old ref sighting. Yeah. I like that they're building up the drama of Mayu's knee through this by having him actually pop over and check on her and make sure everything's good. Because Honor Ref was not leaving that ring. He stayed in there counting the whole time. After the match is done, maybe Honor Ref and Old Ref should get in the ring and duke it out. Yep. Old Ref by country. Could you, could you yeah. imagine? It wouldn't even be a grapple. It would just be them pointing at each other and counting to see who's the loudest and who's the most accurate oh no no if we're doing loud and accurate we gotta bring in we gotta put it in race car ref <laughs> <laughs> okay this is kind of funny here honor ref is counting quick while everyone is outside yeah. no one cares no but Never. when he gets to 10 you can hear a bit of confusion when he shots 11. because yeah. <laughs> he didn't know what to do He's like, nine ten Eleven? The fans are all about this match and don't crank back up until Mayu guy starts up. I hope. Back at the ring and flying knees to Konami's chest from the top rope. Props, I'll give you a little bit of face Mayu here, by the way. She did not allow Konami to stay out there and get counted out. She actually picked her up and pushed her back into the ring. Yeah. I'll give her a little bit of face props here. Or she's just so evil and she wasn't done exacting she's just so damage evil. to her. <laughs> it's one of those two. Mayu struggles for a pin and doesn't make it. She quickly gets up and tries for the dragon suplex. There's an excellent series here that leads to Konami laying in the calf crusher on Mayu. I have dragon suplex attempt into triangle lance attempt into a roll up into a calf stretcher. And then the calf stretcher is turned into a murder of Mayu. Oh yeah, these two ladies didn't miss a big <laughs> Great here. alliteration. Mayu finally manages to get out of it and is met with a German suplex from Konami and a sweeping kick to the head. And it's still not enough to put Mayu down. Mayu defends herself with a couple of stiff kicks to Konami of her own and then tries to go up top following a two count. She struggles to stop her, but Mayu makes it to the top for a nice frog splash and still only a two. 
Konami starts a rolling contest as Mayu tries the dragon suplex. Up from that, Mayu decides it's time to fly again with a perfect moonsault that gets the three in 1554. I noticed going back to one of our own episodes as well, Mayu could have gotten a lot more distance on this frog splash. Oh, absolutely. But Konami was kind of close, so she somehow went higher instead of farther. She should maybe add a couple more top rope things to her repertoire because she's got she's got the height and skill for it. She's going to end up launching across the ocean over here. Oh, yeah. Then we get to see her in Texas. And that's yeah. <laughs> so we haven't seen many Women of Honor title matches here. Right. Yeah. But this one should be in the highlight reel that Tony Khan bought for him to show is uh, how well this title I, was defended today. I would assume Stardom owns it though. They do. This must have taken a lot out of Mayu as old ref is even in to tend to Mayu. And it takes Mayu a good minute to get back up and fumble in the post match. This is also not too far removed from her knee injury. Yeah. So it's well within reason that she's feeling it after this 632 star match. Yeah. Well, you say she fumbled around. Tam literally had to get in the ring and hold her up. And she's holding the trophy this time. You can actually see the ink on the inside of her arm a little better. Very rare sighting here. Yeah. And speaking of the trophy, that's what I thought was really nice because Tam literally had to get in the ring to hold her up. But as soon as they brought the trophy and belt over and were getting ready for the photos, Tam quickly, nicely ducked out to the corner so she was not taken away from Mayu's moment. Some American wrestlers could learn about not saloon from other people's moments. Uh-oh. Not naming names. I will have to ask you about that later. I'll tell you one from the 80s. Brother. Okay. Brother. brother, brother, van. Brother. So yeah, so she held her up. She had her moment with the trophy, and then we get Mayu on the mic, and tired Mayu promos are some of the best promos ever in existence, because you never know what she's going to say. <laughs> Good lord. Because she doesn't know what she's going to well, say. Well, she said a lot of... <gasps> <gasps> well, didn't he do... Well, I got, the vowels. I got you covered. Yeah, okay. she, she did. She says, Asaka, good evening. And she's breathing and ah, and selling. If you came to both shows, raise your hand. Breathing and selling and ah, and thank you. I had a tough opponent, but I won my first title defense. Ah... Ah, 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 you, ah, e, oh. And helpful subtitle guy tells us she's being silly and going over the Japanese vowels at this point. <laughs> Thank you, uh, helpful title guy. Yeah, shout out to a helpful subtitle guy. We ain't seen them in a little bit. She then gets back into it and says, ah, no words came out. For now, I've defended my belt and I can't wait to go overseas again. My knee won't keep me down. I won't let anyone beat me. I'll hold on to this belt. If I get knocked down, if I get up again, you know. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. No. Uh, no tub thumping, Mayu? Okay. That is Mayu Iwatani. I might seem broken down, even. You can tell I wrote these notes terribly. I might seem broken well, down. Better than his notes because <laughs> <laughs> the computer wrote his. I made it to the end. <laughs> even if I look tattered and torn, I'll keep getting back up. So I'm happy and really thank you for coming today. I'd like to close the night with stars. Stars, please come in the ring. It's at this point that Mayu realizes stars has been inside the ring the whole time. They never left. And she says, oh, we're still here, Mayu. Yeah, you're already here. Saki had to miss tonight, but in pro wrestling, sometimes injuries happen. You never know when, but she'll be back stronger. Oh, yeah, Konami, your submission's like hell, but I want to fight you again. And then they do the stars outro. <laughs> like hell. <laughs> Hurt like hell? I assume that's what they were going for. Okay. Yeah. So it goes without saying that this is my match tonight. Well, then why are you saying it? Let's <laughs> see what you did there, sir. Good job. Yeah. When you think title defenses, this is what should come to mind. And not to beat up on Ring of Honor during this time period, but this is leaps and bounds over what they present with us today already. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Hopefully, Ring of Honor ref took some notes post-match and took them back to the States with him. So that's my match tonight. Matt? For me, I thought the Women of Honor title match was phenomenal, but I have to give it to the tag match. I am a massive fan of the Tam and Arissa storyline that is currently playing out, as well as I think Bobby and Hana have come together as a, as a tag team over the last few episodes that we've done. To where I really find it enjoyable to watch the two of them and having both of those like friend dynamics going at it and like it just was really good on top of being a really good match. That is definitely my honorable mention match as well for the night. I see what you did there. Honorable <laughs> mention. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. The puns, ladies and gentlemen, the puns. Doctor the wife. There were some matches in there that I, I could 
kind of do without. There were some matches that grew on me, but I think the last match was the one for me. Other matches I've seen, some of them were really fast, some of them were way too slow, but this one actually kept a really good pace. It kept you engaged. So that's my match of the night. I'd agree. I, there was a good build to it. On any other card, Konami taking Omayu would probably be my match of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Tam and Arissa and Bobby and Hana. Everything, was, everything was great about that match. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the match of the night. Comment down below because I know that there's a couple people who like to put out their match of the night. But um, Dr. The Wife, who was your heel of the night? Hmm. I'm not too sure. I would say Miyagi would Miyagi. be the good heel of the night. Yeah. Okay. Miyagi. Not a bad choice. I'm probably this time around going to give it to Hazuki for just beating up Saya the whole match. <laughs> Not really like just You're going back I'm, to that whole poor Saya thing. Yeah, she just was beating up the rookie man, full on rookie hazing. She's gonna have a power level of nine thousand moment one day. It's coming. <laughs> I think normally I would have given it to Jamie, but I think I've given it to her. A couple times over the past couple shows. Mm-hmm. So, Hazuki gets it tonight. Waldo, who is your heel of the night? My heel of the night wasn't even there at the show. And although she had a real and legitimate injury, she couldn't even be there to show support to Mayu. The evil of Saki continues to grow, and at some point, this is going to burst full on. Mark my words. Anyway, that's it for me. Wait, I'm Waldo. Before we close, though, I just want to point out some stuff. Sorry, we've... As we pointed out at the beginning, but I don't remember how in-depth we went, because it hasn't been a day since we recorded, but it's been some time since we recorded. Follow all our new Face for Wrestling 4 for 4s with Dr. The Wife that have come out. Wee! You got more coming, right? Yep. I know at least one video coming out after this with some inspiration behind it, if you will. So up to this point, Dr. The Wife has done a 4 for 4 with Warriors of Wrestling and Mission Pro Wrestler Jade, yep. Casey Blackrose, uh-huh. Misty Marks, yep. and Maddie Brinkowski. Yep. So we've got some more 4 for 4s coming up. We have a video that we're going to be shooting. We've got some content coming with some Inspire stuff. We have all this and more coming your way. We hope y'all enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. That's it for me. I'm Walter. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. Be sure to catch us in all the usual places within social media at Face Wrestling on the Twitter and Facebook and also at Dr. The Wife now. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. You can catch the audio version of this episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to start a kick the subscribe button here on the YouTube. And, and ring always, the bell. As always, check out www.starting-world.com where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 in a month. How many is? 920. That's all I Don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good. <laughs>